Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, are these the four major issues of GTA 5? So a dude on Twitter named Gage wrote his four major issues with GTA 5 and someone added me in it and said, hey, what do you think of this? I would show you their tweet, but they've protected their account. Even though they follow me, like I, I still can't see what they've said there. So I don't know if they've done something weird or, or something's going on in their lives, I'm not sure, but uh, I do have their four issues here because I can see the preview for the tweet. And those four issues were overpowered abilities. I'm not sure to what degree I agree with this. In GTA 5, as I've said before, a lot of people played the game and didn't even know what Michael's ability was. They may have never used Trevor's ability, like they just didn't use it. I do agree the abilities are overpowered if you know how to use them and you use them specifically as intended, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people did that. And especially when you're bad at the game in general, like they're just less overpowered. I don't think the abilities in GTA 5 hampered the gameplay experience. With that being said, I think you could have removed them from the game and the game could have been left the exact same. There's nothing in the game that requires those abilities to exist, or I think is even really enhanced by those abilities, except maybe Franklin. Franklin having his ability makes you able to go really, really fast and drive around like you're a pro. But Trevor's and Michael's ability, no real value to the game. I don't think these hamper the game exactly, but I don't think they're like a necessary core component of GTA 5. If you, that if you remove them, it would really hamper the gameplay experience. Second thing, skipping missions shouldn't exist. Again, the overwhelming vast majority of people who played GTA 5 had no idea you could skip through missions. Unless, of course, you knew about it from Red Dead Redemption 1, which I think you need to fail like five times to be able to skip ahead, or you heard about it from some YouTuber, you're, you're just spamming the enter button to get back into the game and you're not gonna skip through stuff. Given that it's a single player game, if you don't wanna skip through stuff, you don't have to do it. It's an entirely optional feature. I don't like it because its existence hampered the any percent category or like made a weird category for GTA 5 speedrunning. But for the casual experience, I don't know why that would really bother you. It existing or not existing is not going to change your gameplay experience if you don't use it. I don't think it's in anyone's interest to use it, especially considering GTA 5 is not that overwhelming of a difficult game. But maybe for some people who play it drunk and just get frustrated or something, you know, it's there, I guess. Money is not scarce enough. I do think in GTA 5 that you never feel like you found something cool. Money doesn't matter. You never run out of bullets. You always have guns. None of it feels significant. But then again, I don't think many of those experiences exist in Rockstar games. Like, I don't think that's their main goal. Maybe Red Dead has that a little bit more. Maybe. I'm not even sure then. Uh, but like, I, I, I don't recall having those experiences in, in GTA outside of like seeing a tank for the first time or something. These don't seem to be games where you get like that cool piece of loot that makes you or powerful or something. And so the existence or non-existence of money doesn't really matter. I don't think that's what Rockstar is going for. I do think as a person who likes finding cool things and managing resources and stuff, to, at least to some degree, that a, a greater limitation on that would benefit the game. But I think that's what they're trying to do in GTA 6 a bit, considering you're not gonna be able to carry 800 weapons uh, and whatnot. Um, you will have to manage things a little bit more. Uh, so I think Rockstar has recognized that this is probably something they could work on. Uh, so I agree with this at least somewhat. And the last part, not enough completion awards. I don't know what this means. There are like gold medals and stunt jump challenges and under the bridge challenges and you know, there's tons of different challenges and stuff and awards you can get. And uh, I, I guess there's not that many on Steam, but especially if you add in GT Online, there's just a ridiculous amount, amount of things to do. Um, does anyone know what this guy could be meaning? Probably awards after you beat the game. Like he's saying that he doesn't think there's enough late game content in the game. I'm not, I'm not even, I don't know. I remember seeing a list where a person compared like all the mini games and stuff you can do in GTA 5 compared to GTA 4. And there's actually like 
a lot. It's just a lot of the ones that you can do in GTA 5 are not that significant. You know, you can play darts or you can do yoga or something. Technically a minigame, but who would ever do that? You can hang out with Trop. It's technically a minigame. Who really doing that? So I'm not sure that I agree with this guy's critique, but it's not a bad one, you know? He's entitled to his opinion. The achievements mean nothing to you? I mean, that's true. You do get like nothing for doing any of the achievements, effectively. Like you do like the shooting range and you get like cheaper guns, but who cares? You, you, you don't, money doesn't matter. You hand in all the spaceship parts and you get a car that looks mildly cool, but you use it like twice and that's it. You hand in the papers with Franklin, you get yourself a, a mission. Like all the collectibles and stuff don't really give you anything super amazingly cool. Maybe that's what you're saying. He doesn't feel like there's significant rewards for doing these things. And, and that, I would, that I could agree with, I think. Is the Apple Vision Pro good value for money? So as you guys know, the Apple Vision Pro released. What is it worth, like three grand or something? It is 3,500, I think that's USD. This compares to the MetaQuest 3, which is worth like what, 600 USD, about that. So it's like six times the price. So obviously I came out recently and did my review of the MetaQuest 3, and I've used it even more since then, and it continues to grow on me in that I like doing things in VR, but at the same time, there's still not a bunch of amazing experiences to be had with the device. I sometimes think to myself, I would like to do more in VR. I have nothing to do. I have been given some suggestions for some games that I should pick up and maybe I'll check those out, but I just haven't really got around to it yet. And it is often a bit of a pain in the ass, like I'm sitting in bed or something and a lot of games require you to be a bit more physical in VR, so I can't just sit in bed and play them. Ultimately, when I look at the Apple Vision Pro, while specs-wise and feature-wise it may be better, unsurprisingly, because it's five, six times the price, I don't really want to buy it. Because after watching, like, Marcus Brownlee's review, I came away with the same impression that I had with MetaQuest 3, and that there's just not a lot of stuff to do. So, I like that Apple is in the space now, making VR tech, because they're going to continue to expand upon the technology. The more money being thrown out in the space means the higher the likelihood that we'll get some good AR or VR stuff. But it's still not particularly impressive to me, in terms of the experience, currently. But I am still very hyped for the future. Five, ten years down the line, I think everyone's going to have, like, a VR device in the same way they have a console. And we're all going to be better for it, I think. Is the Apple VR or just AR? It's both. I think the end of Marcus Brownie's video kind of sums it up best. Now, will all this new attention on VR headsets in general shine a lot of light on all of the other much cheaper competitors that you should probably buy instead of this one, like the $500 Quest 3? Yeah. Now, will all this new developer attention in this VR AR space bring a lot of way cooler, way more awesome applications that will rapidly improve the value proposition of this $3,500 first-gen headset? Yeah. Should you go out and buy one of these if you've got the money and you saw one or two really cool-looking apps that you want to try from the videos? Sure. Why not? It's your money. But I'm already very excited for the next generation. It's always seemingly that way with VR though. It's always like the next generation is going to be really cool. If we can do this much with the MetaQuest 3, imagine what next generation is going to be like. And the next generation. It's just every single VR AI headset that comes out, it's even cooler than the previous one. It's even better. Things look even more amazing. Things are easier to achieve. AI tech is getting better and all that jazz. But at some point in time, the actual experiences, the games and stuff have to actually get good or it's not going to be ever worth having these devices. Using the MetaQuest 3, has got me back on the VR train. I am more hyped, but it just remains to be seen if actual good stuff comes to these devices. But yeah, obviously it's not worth $3,500 to buy this device. As a person who 
could buy this as a business expense. There's, there's no value to it for me. If this had any value at all, I would buy it, but there's just none. I'm not even sure I could interface with like PC VR games or the MetaQuest games or whatever. What's probably mo most interesting to me about this device is what modders are gonna do to it. What the average user base is gonna do with this tech. Because obviously they'll like what jailbreak it or something and make it so it's not connected to the Apple ecosystem. And they'll just go buck wild with the technology. But that will probably take months to do. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna buy the device uh, is ultimately what I'm saying. But I do hope that Apple being in the space leads to more developments in the space for everyone's benefit. I like this take I saw on Twitter from Jason W. I predict that 10 years from now, when AR VR headsets are as common as smartphones are now, people will look back and think Apple were the ones to start the category. This is sad considering that Meta really laid the foundation with the Quest line, specifically the Quest 2. Nobody denies that Vision Pro is a step forward, but it's also hard to deny that the Quest 3 is a lot closer to the experience than it should be for one seventh the price. And most of the cool things that Apple is doing are done in some form on the Quest 3, just not as polished given the price difference. If you have no care as to how commercially viable your product is, and you're just willing to go buck wild with the, te with the technology, of course you're going to make something pretty impressive. That the Meta Quest 3 is as good as it is at that price point is fucking miraculous. I'm sure if Meta was just like, let's make a $4,000 headset, they could make something really good too. Like I think it's more impressive all the things you can do with the Quest 3 at its price point than all the things you can do with the Vision Pro at its price point, right? It is a hard thing to make something that is affordable and amazing than it is to make something that next to no one can afford that can do a lot of stuff, is what I'm saying. My disappointing blood test results. So I went to the doctors with all my problems and got my blood test results back and they like, yeah, nothing is uh, suggestive that there's anything more wrong with you than there normally is. And I was like, oh, I feel lightheaded, got a bit of a headache, seemingly permanently. So I'm gonna pay to get myself an, an MRI or scan of my brain. Still haven't got the results back for my sleep apnea test. Hopefully that comes back and is just like, yo, you have sleep apnea. Cause at this point, as much as that would be an inconvenience, I do not want to live the rest of my life feeling as bad as I do. It, uh, it sucks. One thing that was suggested to me though, was from Tomo, a fellow creator on YouTube, does a lot of F1 content. Some guy I don't follow all that much, but I, I know of him, he's a nice dude, we follow each other on Twitter. He suggested that I try nasal strips. Live longer, live better, breathe tape. I couldn't get these exact ones because this is like a EU version or something, but uh, it's meant to like hold open your nose better while you sleep so you get more air or something. It's not a cure for sleep apnea or something, but apparently it's meant to, like if you just have a little bit of a sleep issue, you can kind of solve it. So I'll test it out. I received the most wholesome gift I got something cool in the mail. So I think this was sent to me by my mods. I would assume, because who else would put Wooful with music notes around the head? My managers may, but I mean, they, they would ask me about it. My mods were the only people who would, would do this. So it's a little box, a little music thing in, in it. Do you notice it said something here? We wish you all the best. Is there anything else on the, on the back or sides? No? Actually, I'm just checking because I, uh, I didn't see that note before. So it comes with this long ribbon and I put it in before and I started to, to play the music from this ribbon. And I was like, what song is this? I don't recognize this at all. And I realized I put it in incorrectly. <laughs> I, put, I put it in the wrong side. So what you do is you put this in the front. Ooh, ooh, eh.
What a cool gift. This is my outro song. This is like something I want to keep for like my entire life. And just like keep in a cupboard. Every time I look in that cupboard, I just play this and remember my career that I had online. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. I'm not an easy person to buy gifts for. This is the most, one of the most heartfelt things I've ever received. Like, it's really cool. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for the thought and all the help you give me throughout everything that I do. And then I, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. What if I can fold this to put this in this? I'd be worried about damaging it, but I'll, I'll sort it out. <clears throat> Unboxing my third silver play button. Another thing I received is my silver play button for my Ramble channel. Ta-da! How many is this now? It's three. One for the Dead Clips channel, one for the main channel, and one for the Ramble channel. One day, the live stream channel will be up there at 100,000 as well. As I say, every single time they come up, subscriptions, not the most important thing in the world, but still, something cool. A goal to uh, get to, a milestone. That's nice, and I'll put this on my wall at some point downstairs. I won't read this again because I'm sure it's the same as usual. Yeah, so that's cool. How heavy is it? Not that heavy. It's not plastic or something. Sturdy. Probably worth a couple of bucks. So yeah, thank you guys for all subscribing to the Rainbow channel and supporting it. Doing my best, despite my uh, physical ailments, to get stuff done. Yeah, I wish you guys all the best. Thank you. Twitch is making big changes to how they pay creators. So there are two changes coming to Twitch payments. One good and one bad. Twitch is changing how Prime subs pay out to creators. Prime subscriptions being when you have a Amazon Prime subscription, you get a free sub once a month that you get to give creators and they get a certain amount of money. Previously, it was $2.50 per Prime sub. And uh, just to give you an idea, in December of 2023, I made 5,000 USD just in that month from Prime subscriptions. I made more money from Prime subscriptions than I did from people just paying with normal $5 a month subscriptions on Twitch. Although it was only slight difference, they, they were paid subscriptions was $4.6,000 and Prime subscriptions was 4.9. But obviously, that's a large significant portion of the amount of money that I was making on Twitch. And so the change now is effective June 3rd, 2024, Prime game subs are shifting to a fixed rate model. For example, US Canada will now be $2.25. A full list of the payout amounts by country here. So rather than all Prime subs being worth the same amount regardless of what country you're from, it'll now be based on the country you're from. If you're from Australia and you give me a Prime sub, I get $2.15. If you're from Azerbaijan, I get 55 cents. And it goes down like this. On some level, this is probably more fair because it's based on like the like the cost of living, the actual value of the currency and all that jazz. This is the same way that paid subscriptions work this way, where a person from Pakistan will be paying like 50 cents USD to buy a subscription, where a person in America will be paying like five bucks USD. Ultimately, this is all just so that Prime subs cost Amazon and Twitch less money to pay out to creators. In the same way we were talking about before, because Twitch isn't profitable, Dan, the CEO, was saying, we don't want Prime subscriptions to go away we want to keep them around in some form, but they might change, right? Was the suggestion. And this, I guess, is the change. Maybe a bit to make up for this, another change is happening. On May 1st, the Partner Plus program is being renamed to the Plus program. If a monetized streamer maintains 100 sub points for three months consecutively, they will get a 60-40 split for the money from those subs. So the stream will get 60% and Twitch will take 40%. If they maintain 350 sub points, over three months, then the stream will get 70% and Twitch will get 30%. They're also removing the 100k caps thing today. Previously, you only got a 70-30 split for the amount of money you received up to 
$100,000. Then after that, it went down to 50-50, really just penalizing the people at the, the tippy top. But apparently they're now removing the 100K cap entirely and making it so that more people have available the option of uh, this 70-30 split. So ultimately, I suspect, as far as Twitch is concerned, they're going to be saving some money here. And I think creators in general will receive less money. Like, surely that has to be why they're doing this. So they can save some money. Why else would they do it? They're trying to be profitable. I guess I'm just going to find out over the next, you know, upteenth months. I mean, I guess it starts May 1st. I'm going to have to wait a while. I guess somewhere in the future, I'll find out if the loss to my Prime sub revenue is made up for by the amount of money I make over 100k being now 70-30, which I don't think is going to make up for it because I might make 100k on Twitch over the course of the year, maybe. Ultimately, I just think the combination of these two changes is going to lose me money. I'm going to be paid less. I'm not overly concerned. I don't look at my analytics and how much money I'm making all that often. I appreciate anything that anyone gives me and I just do the stuff that I want to do and if I get money, cool. If I don't, I don't. Money is not my biggest concern. This is technically a business, so I have to follow these kind of things. And it is interesting, the change to the landscape of uh, streaming and how Twitch is trying to achieve profitability. So basically, they, they're cutting your wages. I guess you could look at it that way. But then again, Prime was always really, really generous. It was basically free money. People would have Amazon Prime subscriptions because they want to get like free shipping on Amazon. They'd be like, oh, well, I, I have a free sub now. Here, here Duck Vibe, here's uh, two bucks and 50 cents or whatever. Prime subscriptions being one of the main things that made Twitch competitive, or at the very least, kept people on the platform. Because if you moved to another platform, you wouldn't be getting all this just free Amazon money, you know? The Bezo bucks, as people used to call them. You can now have an insane amount of animated emotes on Twitch. So amazing Twitch news. Emote slots. So as a partner, I'm now getting an increase of 10 all the way up to 60 additional emotes. Animated emotes. I only had 10 before, now I'm getting 60. I do not currently have, in all my files, 60 animated emotes. I probably got like 30 of varying different quality. Well, I guess I'll get my artists to whip up some good stuff. Uh, if you have suggestions of animated emotes that you want me to have on stream, be sure to put them in my Discord. There is a section specifically for that. I don't feel like this is going to negatively impact the Twitch ecosystem. There is already so, so many emotes that you could be overwhelmed. I don't think having more emotes available is necessarily going to lead to more emote spam. I do, however, think it's already hard enough to remember all the emotes that you have available from the person you're subscribed to. Going now to effectively 120 emotes, no one's going to remember all those emotes. I don't even remember every emote that I have. But I still think it's cool, especially for those who really, really love using emotes on Twitch. Like, I use my emotes every day on Discord, but as I say, I don't watch Twitch all that much, so I don't get the opportunity to use them uh, here. But I appreciate everyone who does use my emotes, because I love them. I was about to say, I hope it doesn't make me go all the way back up to 10,000 sub points again. Because you only unlock all 60 slots of the static emotes when you get to 10,000 sub points. When you drop below that, you still keep them all unlocked, which wasn't always the case. Back in the day, if you dipped below, you would actually lose those slots. But thankfully, they changed that a long time ago. And thankfully, because I already unlocked all 60 static emotes, it does say here that I have 48 additional slots for the animated. It is funny, though, that they're, giving, they're still giving two bonus animated emotes if you use the... A Twitch alert system. So I guess I have 62 animated emote slots, which I will endeavor to fill. I'll in fact work on that after this stream. You know what else is animated? The like and subscribe buttons. Don't believe me? Click them right now. And as always, thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.